0: my word. Let me tell you how excited I am. I literally was fangirling and I have Sarah on here today. Now, if you don't know Sarah, go check her out. Cause she's awesome. And so I just came across her on TikTok, honestly. And I like, I was, I was like, Oh my gosh, I love this. Like she just gives off this awesome, positive vibe and I just loved it. So I messaged her on Instagram and, um, I was like, she, I know she gets probably a lot to DM. So I was like, you know, what? I'm going to go to her TikTok and comment on a TikTok. And so I did. And she commented right back. And so is history. And so now she's here. But Sarah, why
1: don't don't you tell us a little bit about
0: you and your testimony?
1: Yes. Okay. So I am 21 years old. I'm from New York. Um, I am a big family person, all this kind of stuff. I'm finishing up my bachelor's, which is super exciting. I'm so excited for that. Thank God. Um, So getting into my testimony. Okay. So first of all, you are the sweetest person ever for even asking me and considering me to be a part of your platform. Like that is just, it makes me excited that we are both being vessels for God in some sort of way that it's just nice to connect over that. So thank you. Of course. So So, uh, my testimony starts really like a long time ago. I was raised in the church and. I am so grateful for having a Christian family, the way they raised me, just like laid that foundation at a young age that I didn't realize would come into my life when I was 17 years old. So basically I was raised in the church, but I had a very shallow relationship with God. I think I was more following the religion, but lacking the relationship. I knew the rules, but I didn't know, um, the grace and forgiveness and the love, like the depth of God's love, like, come on. It's like insane. So that was something that I came from not knowing knowledge of Christ. That's my fault, you know? And I was like in the church three times a week, all this kind of of stuff growing up. And when I was around 17 years old, you know, I think when you're in high school, you get into that peer pressure of what society shows what the world shows, social media, you're on it, you see what everything is. And when you're going into the world with no sort of foundation or truth backing you up, it's gonna swallow you up. And that's exactly what happened to me. I was looking for love in all the wrong places in mm-hmm. a sense. Um you know I got into a very on and off relationship that was not even Christian based. Like he did not even believe in God. Um, Because it was attention and love that I was seeking. Mm -hmm. And I thought I was like living my best life. And keep in mind, my family did not support this at all. Like they were (laughs) like, no way at all. Like this is not it. But, you know, it led into a lot of toxic behavior on my half. Like I snuck, I lied. I was a manipulator. Like I started believing my lies. Mm -hmm. It was so like just the mental um, aspect behind it, when you're not filling yourself with truth, you know, or don't even know the truth, you're believing the next thing, the next person, the next anything. Mm -hmm. So I got into this relationship. Um, it got into so much toxic behavior. I gave into sexual sin. I compromised my purity. This was something that, you know, I was like, I want to save for marriage, but When I was in this relationship, I was like, okay, if this is love, then I have to make him happy. So this is what will make him happy. Mm -hmm. And, but I didn't realize the detriment, how detrimental it would be to myself. And though I knew the Bible said this, I was like, all right, that means I have to marry this guy. And so because of my sin, I felt like I had to make it work. I felt like there was no other way um, around it so it just continued for it was on and off for months so bad so bad to uh both of us even like i can't even fully blame him because i was bad too Mm -hmm. um and i finally was so emotionally checked out like because i was like if this is what love is i don't want like Mm -hmm. i don't like this and i fell into like a deep depression in a sense where i was numb to everything didn't talk to anyone i isolated myself I had no friends besides this guy. My family was on the outside, like kind of like screaming to me, like, Sarah, what are you doing? Like, we're here for you. Help, like, let us help you, like all this kind of stuff. And, you know, it got into some bad things with that. And I remember I got to a certain point where I just had to, I fell on my knees before God and I cried out to him and saying, God, like, if I like, and at one point I did have like suicidal thoughts, all this kind of stuff. And I said, God, if you, if you, if I can't kill myself, then I need you to help me. I need, I need something from you. I know I haven't been obedient and I know I don't deserve anything you can extend to me, but I need something. And sorry, if I get, this is like the one no, part Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, God, yeah. That, it was like the one time I heard God in an audible voice to me, even mm-hmm. the past two years God has always spoken to me through his word through people all this of stuff but in, in that moment I heard God like I literally felt his arm go around me like I felt like a physical feeling and mm-hmm. he said to me he said I have been waiting this whole time all you had to do was turn mm-hmm. and I literally remember like thinking like, just, I imagine as if like someone's chasing after you, calling after you and you just turn your head and you meet them right there. Mm -hmm. And that's how I felt with God. In that moment, I was like bombarded with love and peace and comfort. And literally I was like, I remember like putting my head up and I was like, oh my gosh, is this really what it is? Like, this is amazing. And ever. And then, you know, the healing process was definitely still a healing process. I went to counseling. I went to Christian counseling. It didn't happen overnight because I was living in so many lies and didn't realize that there were lies until I fed myself with truth and fed myself with an outside voice um, Mm -hmm. that was speaking differently to me. And so, yeah, that was the process with that. And, um, The biggest lesson that I really learned from my testimony that I think a lot of people, I didn't realize how many people have gone through the same thing as me. Mm -hmm. Um, Like the same struggles, the same sin, the same feelings, all that kind of stuff. And that's why one of the reasons why I started TikTok, Mm -hmm. because I wanted a platform to be vulnerable on that people can see that you can be, you can struggle, you can uh, lack faith but, as long as you fill it back up with truth mm-hmm. you 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 have to fill it with truth, and mm-hmm. that's okay to struggle because God knows we struggle, we're human. But one thing I just wanted to say is just because you messed up doesn't mean you have to live in your sin, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people think like you're so far deep that there's no way God can heal you or you're so lost or you're so broken. But like, I just want to encourage anyone who can be listening to this that our God is a redeemer and he says, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Mm -hmm. He knew well that we were sinners and he knew that we were going to fall short, but he loved us and still chose us. And like, what type of love will you find that anywhere else?
0: You know? Right. Right. Yeah. You are genuinely blessed girl. Like seriously, (laughs) you genuinely just, uh, you have a gift. And I, I mean, I noticed that from the, literally the first TikTok I watched of you. And so you are making a huge impact. And it it's crazy to watch. But I agree. I mean, I think it's so important. Uh, vulnerability is just really important because people don't know the um, how rich that is, because you don't get that a lot of places. Yeah, we're basically told in everyday life, you know, kind of stuff it down. And, yeah. you know, oh, just yeah. go through it, just figure it out, push through it. But vulnerability is so important because it shows the people around you that even though we feel these things and we go through these things like you said we have a god that's a redeemer and we have somebody that is there for us always to love us and so it's really encouraging to see somebody else and even though like that person might be struggling seeing them struggle but be able to work through it and find love in that it's really encouraging because like yes yeah
1: No, like, especially, like I said, a lot of people will look at a relationship with God as saying, oh, we think ourselves as perfect. Mm -hmm. Like a relationship with God is for the imperfect because we realize we can't do this life without him. And like, when I think about um, that person who may be like feeling like I can't go to God, I've messed up so much. Like I always, I remember the first chapter I ever read after Um, I turned my life around and it was Psalms 51 and I encourage anyone who's listening to read that chapter. Mm -hmm. That chapter is a prayer of David going to God after he um, committed adultery. And it was kind of like a repentant prayer. And it doesn't even, you don't even have to relate to like adultery or anything like that. But he says in it, he says, you, God will not despise a broken spirit. This is my sacrifice to you. And God is near to the brokenhearted the bible says that he says draw near to me and i'll draw near to you he it's just it's god wants us for our imperfections our fault like and that's why he calls us to more that's mm-hmm. why he wants more that's why he wants to step in and help us with that and the magnitude of god's love is beyond our capability like the bible says like his thoughts are like foolish to the wise like in it's like uh what's he say he says like The wise think it's foolish because it just doesn't make sense, you know? And I don't know. It's just amazing to me that I get to be a part and a vessel and all this kind of stuff. Like, like I said, like to the people who are feeling that way, I remember saying, like, God, like, you can't use me. You can't. I people are gonna look at me as a hypocrite. People know I'm broken. People know I lied. People know how are people ever gonna trust me? How am I ever gonna do this? Like all this kind of stuff. And like God is God's ways, like the way God brought things out is completely like out of the way I would have done it. You know what I right, mean? And yeah. it's like it can only be his way to get it done or to show that you've been drastically changed or something like that, you know?
0: Yeah. I think of um I think of Paul when it comes to this, just how he was such yes. a I mean, honestly, he was an evil, evil man. And he was literally like crucifying Christians. Yeah. And it blows my mind that when when i i do the same thing i'm like i don't people know me from like high school and everything and i'm like obviously i wasn't crazy off the walls but i know i lived a life that i know yeah. i should have done better on and it's just one of those things where i'm like now i have a podcast and i'm like the first thing i always I, thought like what are what are people thinking about me because they're probably like why is this girl getting on here talking about jesus when i know mm-hmm. she's lied and done all these things and i kind of think about paul every time Like who cares what the people of your past say, if you're making a difference in other people's lives. And so I think it's crazy to think like, yeah, we, we have sinned and we have failed and we come short every day. And that's just why God's grace and mercy is so important because of course we're going to fall short and that's, that's just how it is. And, you know, it's so beautiful, right? It's so beautiful.
1: No. Yeah. And like, even like with the story of Paul, what you were saying, like, it's crazy seeing the drastic change that like, if Paul, like I said, like, if he didn't have that experience with God, think about the opposite of, I mean, obviously God would have his way and have his will regardless, Mm -hmm. but the way he speaks about God, even throughout all his books, like even he's the one who says like, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Like, and he always reflects about like um his past not reflects on it or lives in it but like he's like he took me and changed me into this and I just think it's so true that is such a redemption story and um same thing like even with TikTok you saying you starting a podcast and all that I'm like oh people from my hometown are probably like what the heck like right. what is this girl doing what right. happened because like the thing is so there are people who don't have access to the new me in a sense you know what I mean it's um it's because when God, like after this period, like as part of my testimony, is God isolated me for probably a whole year. Mm-hmm. I did not have any friendships. I just had my family. And like I said, I will always praise Jesus for blessing me with my family. Cause I am like, I have three older sisters. I have a mom and dad that love the Lord, all this kind of stuff. And they were like my only friends. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think a lot of times God will isolate you to elevate you later on. Mm. It's a period of just really like digging into him and understanding like his love. And I remember like reading it and Romans eight thirty eight to 39 talks about the depth and magnitude of God's love. How like no mountain, no valley, angel, demon, nor power or anything can separate us from the love of God. And that was like that whole year I spent just studying the love and grace and mercy on God that I was like. I don't want anything different. I don't want to, I don't want to ever stray from that. So mm-hmm. God, like take me to the next level, take me to whatever you're calling me to. And that's kind of when I started TikTok. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think it was, um, I mean, I'm kind of in the same situation right now. I just yeah. like, I moved, I'm in a new city and I transferred to a new school. And so I'm kind of in that like, not isolation, because I have people obviously, but like I live by myself now. So it's something that I'm figuring out. And I think it is such a preparation for something later on for me. And how I see your situation is he isolated you for a year, and you were able to grow in your faith so that you could get on TikTok, and you could share that and have that Mm -hmm. knowledge. So when people ask questions, and people are like, please explain this to me. You can without, without fail. And so I think it's so crazy to think also like the timing, like he has so much grace and love and he has such a plan for everybody. And so it's crazy to think like that year of isolation probably was not completely fun. Like to me, I'm like, no, that's not fun. I'm a social butterfly. So isolation for me is not good. And so if I'm isolated, you know, something's wrong. And, um, so it is crazy because that isolation prepared you for the life you're living now, which is a continuous growing following and platform that you have. And so I think I've been listening to Sadie a lot, Sadie Robertson. She's the main thing. Yes. So good. Um, but I've just been listening to hers and she's been talking about social media a lot recently. And so and the impact it has. So I think that year of isolation for you is preparing you for the future of this huge platform you're coming into now.
1: Yes. And like, even on that platform, I have had so many weak moments, like where I, and like, <laughs> I always joke around, I'm like, I'm the crier, like on TikTok, like, because like I, like I said, I never saw that. I never mm-hmm. saw people who were, they would preach the message that I'm preaching, but they wouldn't show the struggle behind it. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I needed to see, to see I'm not alone. I need to like, but even though, like, even if they didn't show that I should know by myself, by the truth of God's word, that the Bible says he will never leave or forsake you. Like God is with you regardless. Right. But, um, that isolation period, like I said, it was a lot of healing as well too. Like I had to learn to be, I think, because before I craved a relationship so much and that love that I needed to learn to be content. By myself Mm -hmm. and to heal before I even had the opportunity to bring it into another relationship because I lost friendships starting new friendships with people I don't want to bring in the past of my hurt you know what I mean I don't want to bring that um into a future relationship with a guy like this I don't want to bring that so I really had to sit back and heal and that's why I went into I my assistant uh pastor Um, who counseled me we counseled for that whole summer of 2020 um, from like June all the way to like September once a week and it was so good because I remember like I was crying out and I this is like goes back to what I'm saying like I was like like I was like I'm so dirty like I remember my um my past relationship the guy in it I remember him saying like no guy will want you because you're not pure no guy will want you because all this kind of stuff and that kept me in that lie for so long and I remember saying like to my counselor I was like I'm dirty like I like no guy will want someone who's dirty and he's like Sarah he's like this is the thing that completely like flips my whole like mindset mm-hmm. and he I was like I don't deserve to be chained all this kind of stuff. He that Sarah he's like you saying God can't forgive you is like saying God's death on the cross was not good enough. And I know.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: And that was so because I was like and I was taken back by that cuz I was like no. No, God yeah, like I take the it the back. Cross. I take it back. Never mind. <laughs> no, yeah, like de- like God's death on the cross was everything I could possibly need. Like I'm not I do not want to discredit Jesus's death on the cross like at all. And he like when he said that I was like oh my gosh no it was perfect it was amazing so I need to realize that that's why God died on the cross for me that's why he knew we were messed up and um all that kind of stuff and that's why he just loves us so much that he wanted that relationship and that came from Jesus Christ and I'm just so grateful for that yeah
0: um I every day it's it's like a continuous battle with yourself um between like Mm -hmm the relationship you want to have with God and then your fleshly desires. And it's crazy to me because it's the same way. Satan tells me all the time, like, you know what? It's kind of embarrassing that you're starting a podcast and you have a Mm past, like the one you have. And then I'm like, it's not. And my dad continuously reminds me. No, it's not. No. (laughs) He continuously reminds me like, it doesn't matter if, if only one person hears your story and is changed by it, that's what matters. And I continuously am like, I'm reminding myself of that because we have an almighty loving and merciful God. And there are people that don't know that love. And there are people that need to hear my story and your story and every guest I have on here, because it's so important. And I haven't had someone on here really talk about their, um, past and, Like Mm -hmm. you have. So yours is like a super unique episode, and I love it because we haven't really touched much on this. But I'm, it's just, it's really awesome that we are able to have something like this and be able to say our plate is wiped clean and we are pure now from now on, obviously through God's blood.
1: Yes. And like I think of the verse all the time that he forgets our sins as far as the east is from the west. Like God, it's like, Not that God has like a short term memory or anything, but like once we go to forgiveness, like he forgets our sins to think about that though. We may not forget it though. Like I said, my past is part of my testimony. So I don't ever want people to think I dwell in my past, but I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for, because not grateful for what I went through, but grateful for what God has done through it and Mm -hmm. what I discovered about God through it. Because honestly, like, I don't think the passion I have for God and telling people, because like I said, I see so many girls, like, I'm, like you said, social media that like, you know, they're seeking for something more, right. You see it. Like you can just see it in their face. You can just see it in their lifestyle. And you're like, or like the things that they put up with, like being on mm-hmm. TikTok. I see things all the time. I'm like my for you page of like, the things that people are allowing to occur in their lives when you're like, no, like I have the solution. It's yes. Jesus. Like, I want, and I have commented on people's pictures and like videos. And I'm just like, Hey, I don't know, but I just want to tell you, Jesus was my solution. And and they're like, Oh, that's so sweet. All this kind of stuff. But like, um, I think, like I said, because Jesus started off, like the thing is Jesus went around and he started off with love, loving, accepting everyone as they were. Mm -hmm. Then like, after he, you know, like extend that love and show that like you can love others. He spoke truth and instruction into their life so that they would want to change, to live a better life, to do this kind of stuff. And that's why it's so important to be true to the word, know what the word says, but also show that you're human as well. And like be loving and accepting and um, truthful to those people in the most loving way. And uh, that's something like I was saying, like, I don't know, like, seeing all that, especially on social media, like the past is so important because I went through, you know, uh, sexual period, like I dealt with, uh, compromising my purity and, uh, depression and suicidal thoughts. And I, so many people deal with that. And that's why I'm like, I hope people can, um, see cool. that there's an answer to it. Right. There's a uh, healing. And, right. um, I know this is probably, I'm rambling, but <laughs> no, no, you're good. I remember um reading uh I was on Pinterest one day and I saw a quote and it says God cannot heal what you don't allow him to touch. Mm-hmm. And if you're holding on to something and not letting God have access to it because you're afraid, people are afraid to see what God can do because it's, it's a lot of unknown. Mm-hmm. And yeah. my pastor one time said like trying to understand God is like being, it's overrated. You you can't understand yeah. God <laughs> because his ways are higher than our ways um and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So when you're going through that past and you're going through that, if you're holding on to stuff that God can't get a hold to because honestly, if you have your decision made up with something God's not gonna God may have his way, regardless but it may be through someone else or something like that, and I never want that, so that's why I'm like a very vulnerable person who shares out my past and lets it be known to God like I'll speak it out like out loud about like, God I'm struggling with this today like <laughs> I'm serious like touch it heal it whatever you need to do because I don't want to hold that and keep that from hindering my his will for my life
0: right yeah um it's it is hard when you like you said like we don't know there's a lot of unknowns and I think that's yeah. probably one of the biggest issues with people who don't know Christ um yeah. just Coming to it because there are a lot of unknowns like that, and wanting to hold on to the things of the past like, I like not wanting to come to terms with it and not Mm -hmm. wanting to be upfront and honest about it because once you're honest, it's real. And I think that's one of the hardest things is just one thing when I went to Passion, Jenny Allen was talking about. So, you went, I'm so
1: jealous, it
0: was so good. Uh, But Jenny Allen was talking about how we are forgiven of everything. And she, her biggest thing was everybody find something that you are struggling with as a sin. And I want you to say it out loud to the person next to you. Mm -hmm. And everybody was like, oh my gosh, what is she talking about? And then we did it and everybody was like, wow. And it was just so you know, I love you he got chills. I know. No, it so was good. so good. Everybody, everybody was like crying yeah. and it was like so moving, yeah. but it was so crazy because shame is from the devil. God mm-hmm. doesn't give us shame. He doesn't want us to feel bad for these sins. He just wants us to know that we're forgiven and loved. And yep. he wants us to come to him with that, but that's not shame. That's just us yeah. wanting forgiveness. And yeah. that's what Jenny was saying was just, Shame comes from the devil. And so when yes. you hold that in and you're keeping that a secret what was in your past, that shame, yep. that
1: satan, yep. that's not God. That doesn't come from God. Yes, and that's like the biggest part of my story I think because I remember even talking to my sister and saying I stayed in that relationship because I was so shameful for the things I did. I no one knew about it. It was secret. And the thing is the devil will love to keep everything in secret mm-hmm. because it's not exposed. It's like he wants it hidden. Because the thing is something that I have said to so many Christians who are struggling, like, they're like, why is all this bad stuff happening to me? Why is this? And the thing is, it's kind of like the story of Job. Like, think about Job. He had, he was a righteous man. He had everything going for him, all this kind of stuff. And the devil had a field day with him because he didn't want Job's life to be a testimony of Christ. Mm -hmm. The devil... People living in the world, yes, his the devil has his way with them, no doubt, because he is like the prince of this world. that's what the Bible says, but he he's not going to go for someone who is stuck in their sin, living in that consecutive cycle, he's going to go for the person who he sees the potential in christ he's going to he wants to do everything to stop that person, so when I was living in that shame and all this kind of stuff, he was keeping me in the cycle of saying you're dirty, you are a liar, you're a manipulator, you're a deceiver, no one will ever love you, this is who loves you, and who has chosen you, all this kind of stuff, making me believe those things for two years of my life, right, and I, like I said, I was telling my sister, I was checked out six months into it, but I was like, I was so consumed with shame that I prolonged for another year and a half, oh wow, which is insane to me, I yeah. mean, now when I look back at it, like, you know, time flies, but like, That's the devil would love to keep you hidden, and isolation is a good thing when it's with Christ. Isolation with the devil is not a good thing, no, because it just leads to so many just wrong thoughts and everything like that. And uh, even with what you were saying, like with what Jeannie Allen was saying, um, God is like about how the devil loves to bring out shame and all this kind of stuff, God is a God of conviction. Mm-hmm. Not guilt and not shame. And that's like where people get so so much of that mixed up. Like, if you do, if you sin and you know it's sin, and you're like, you know what? That's wrong. Like, and you feel bad about it. That's the Holy Spirit convicting you. Right. That's God wants you to change that. God, that's why the Holy Spirit convicts you so that you're like, you know what? God has called me to more. Let me try and be better. Doesn't mean you won't fall short again with that sin. But it's a heart change. It's a heart desiring better. It's a heart that wants, like difference in your life, you know? And it's so true. There's a difference between shame and conviction. And, uh, a lot of it comes from when you gain knowledge of more of who Christ is. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, it, yeah, it's when those lines get blurred is when issues come in. And so knowing the difference between shame, because shame is just keeping it a Mm -hmm. secret and being ashamed of who you are and, I'd like how you said that Satan targets those who have like potential and aren't living mm-hmm. in or trying not to live in the ways of the world. That's such an interesting viewpoint. I never looked at it like that because you're so true. Like he doesn't have to do any work on the people that are living yeah. a continuous cycle. Like He's like, yeah. that's easy. Like, I don't really got to do much on that one. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he totally does. He targets us and he targets us with shame. I know that's yes. one of my biggest ones is like, Oh, keep it hush hush and nobody has to yep. know. And like, don't tell anybody that that's what you used to do or you do that now. Or it's just a continuous cycle, like you said. And yeah. stay, I mean, I think the easiest way, or not the easiest way, but the best way to combat that is staying in the word and just yes praying yes. for sure. Is I think prayer gets kind of overlooked sometimes. And I know I do too sometimes. Uh, yes,
1: I, it, it is my hardest thing for some reason. Prayer is my biggest struggle.
0: Yeah, it's hard to because to me, sitting quiet and in my thoughts is where things start coming. Like if I'm reading something, I can read it and be like, okay, okay. Thinking storyline here. And then, but praying is like you and God, and it's quiet and you're thinking, and then all these thoughts start coming through your head and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, that's kind of how it is for me. So prayer, praying with others so I can do that all day I'm like not thinking about myself but when it comes to me praying about me and what I'm going through and all this I'm like "Uh, I'd I'd rather pray for other people and stuff I don't really want to pray for myself
1: no I know but like even like with prayer like I'll be like God knows exactly what I need so I'm like do I do I need to pray but like not that I do I need to pray but I'm like Oh, like I forgot to pray. It's okay. God knows exactly what I'm dealing with right now. Like all this kind of stuff. But my pastor literally just finished the series on prayer. And he said, he said, think about a relationship between a boyfriend and girlfriend. What does a relationship need to grow? And he said, communication. And he said, so think about God, you and God, in order for your relationship to grow, you need communication. And that communication comes from speaking to him. The fact that the creator of the universe literally wants you to speak to him. Right is insane. Like, yeah. and we have the opportunity to just be like, "Dear God, like, thank you for everything." Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, and I take that for granted mostly. Like, honestly, because I'm a busybody. Like, I'm like type A personality. Like, I'll I'll try to sit down and just pray. But then, like I'll like open my eyes and like I'll see something out of the corner of my room, and then I'll, like I'll like go and fix that or something. Yes. And I'm like, I'm so bad. But. Although I do that too. Like this morning, I was like, I really
0: need to clean. So random. I was like, I'm gonna vacuum. <laughs> Like I don't even know why. I was just like, let's just get, let's get, do something, keep myself busy. Cause I was like, I'm so nervous for this episode. And I'm (laughs) like, I'm just going to clean and I'm going to do stuff and just keep myself busy. So I don't have to sit and think about it. Cause I'm like, I might actually just have to go run a mile or something to get my energy out.
1: Literally. I didn't even like eat this morning because I was like, (laughs) I'm so nervous. Cause I'm like, I don't want to like, I don't know. I was just like, I can't, but now I'm like,
0: this is good. This no, is great. it was like so coffee. good. It's so much fun. It was so good. Okay, so I have three questions that I want to ask. Yes. Um, it's kind of like a, my mom calls it a lightning round of questions. Ooh. Okay, so Sarah, what's your favorite book right now?
1: Okay, so obviously besides the Bible, of course. Um, no, I just, I'm almost done with reading and it's my favorite. It's been by far. It's for the season of life I'm in. Um, it is The Bait of Satan by John Bevere. And Mm. it's all about uh, the spirit of bitterness and unforgiveness and healing from that. Uh, What offense can do to uh, your walk with God and all this kind of stuff. And like I said, as someone with a past, there have been a lot of hurts, people who I have hurt and people who have hurt me. Mm -hmm. And it's learning to forgive yourself and learning to forgive them in the right biblical way. Right. And it's super good. But my favorite book altogether that um, i read was crazy love by francis chan so if anyone wants to read a book highly recommend it it's all about the love of god and the depth of god's love and yeah
0: yeah that's good i'm gonna have to check those out i'm reading relationship goals by michael todd right now so
1: i read that it's
0: It's good good. it's good Um, good. okay favorite verse
1: ah favorite verse okay Uh, recently, well, it hasn't been more than recently, but it's Psalms 143, eight, and I wrote it down because I want to say it word for word, (laughs) because I'm just like, (laughs) but it says, let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love, for I have put my trust in you, show me the way I should go for to you, I entrust my life. And Mm. I just think it's so beautiful. It is such just a good reminder, like every morning, his mercies are new every morning he has given me the gift of salvation and that I can spread his word and give me breath in my lungs that you have my life and I trust with it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Trust is a big one for sure. Yes. For and sure. then this is a new question. And my dad told me how much he loved that one today. Oh, also, today's my dad's birthday, oh, which oh I guess gosh. I, know, Happy birthday. I know we're <laughs> filming this on the 10th, everybody. So whenever y'all hear this on Wednesday, it'll be <laughs> a week but anyways um what is your favorite part of God's
1: creation Ooh, okay okay wow this is tough yeah because there's like so many things because like yes I love the human we're create us humans are creations of God but God's creation if we're thinking about like outside like nature type thing mm-hmm. I think the ocean the ocean is one of my favorite things of God's creation like seeing the vastness of it, that it's not even discovered fully. It's like everything like that is so amazing to me that it just shows that God's mind and God's power is so far beyond our human like capabilities. Like no one knows anything that God doesn't know, you know?
0: Right. Yeah.
1: That is, I love it.
0: I know the ocean's kind of scary with how much we don't know, but it is beautiful. That's what's, yeah, that's what's hard about it. It's like, oh my gosh, it's kind of scary, but it's like scary, beautiful. Like, <laughs>
1: yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I love going in it, but then I think I'm like, oh my gosh, like they have probably haven't even gone that far yet. Like, there's,
0: you know, there's probably a whale like underneath me that could just eat yes. me whole.
1: <laughs> Literally, that's how I feel. And I'm like, but it doesn't, or like how God just like stops the waters right where he stops it. Like, yeah. Or he, it's oh so god, crazy like forever even like the earth like how if the earth was like an inch closer to the sun we would all burn up but yeah. if we were an inch away we'd freeze just yeah. like the fact that like that's our god like yeah it's not insane it's pretty
0: perfect it's pretty perfect uh yes. yeah it's insane it that's why i know i really like this question too because i think it kind of goes with it's the little things and just yes. those little things that in life that we kind of overlook and like don't appreciate like we should and so that's kind of why I started this was like just a positivity thing like let's highlight some things that you know we wouldn't usually like I even think
1: of no literally I even think about like when the bible says like even the rocks cry out like the rocks if we don't praise God the rocks will cry out like that is God's creation like I don't know it's just like really like when you just go outside or like even just like looking at a human that God created in his image, like, yeah. and just loving them, like the way God loves them for yeah. sure.
0: For sure. It's that. So it's so good. Well, okay. So right before we close out, do you have yes. any last words of advice for the people listening?
1: Yes. Okay. So my biggest thing as is like, even though we talked about like, you know, shame and guilt and all this kind of stuff, I want to extend to you that Even if you are going through a hard time or you're struggling with something, don't think that you are not worthy to go to God. God makes us worthy. God allows us to come to him and living in your brokenness is not worth stepping outside of the will of God. Because the thing is, God's will may not make sense to you. And that's the beauty of it, because sometimes you just need to fall on your face before God and cry out. But he is a redeemer. He loves you. He is the prince of peace. He is the comforter. He is everything above that you are craving and you will need to get through this life. And something I always say is God absolutely owes me nothing, but he has given me everything to do what he has called me to do. And I want to encourage you guys to have that mindset as well. God has given you that free gift of salvation. God has given you opportunity to talk to him. God has given you especially living in America where you can read your Bible at your fingertips. Mm -hmm. God has given you that. So take advantage of that and use that to learn his truth and know how much you are loved by him.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, that's so good. Oh my gosh. I am so,
0: so happy that you joined me today. So thank you again for being on here. Thank
1: you for having me. I so much i loved it and i love you and you're amazing and i'm so glad that we are both using our platforms to just be a vessel for god and glorifying him yeah i think this is gonna
0: be the start of a pretty cool friendship we got going yes oh my gosh i can't wait i know Okay, so thank you everybody for listening or watching or whatever you decided to do today. Um, I just wanted to, you know, remind y'all, hug your buddies. You never know who's going through it and who's having a tough time. And so just show some extra love today and, you know, be the reason someone smiles today. Whatever it is, just make someone happy and smile. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching. Bye. Bye.